Hi, Felicity here, and you're listening to the All D20 Podcast. Hi, my name is Felicity Musso, and I play Camly Tonkbite. Hi, I'm Jeremy Bohan, and I play Meals of Cooks, or Miles for short. Hi, my name is Carl, and I play Nine. Well met. I'm Joshua Devenny, and I play Boven Hoofmeyer. Hi, I'm Joseph Musso, your Dungeon Master, and welcome to Season 2 of Avlonia and the All D20 Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Game on. And now, let the adventure begin. Hi, Felicity here, and this episode is brought to you by our patrons and the Tabletop Game Shop. Don't forget to leave a review on your favorite listening platform and check out alld20.com for more information about being a patron, buying merch, or just to listen to the show. Last time on All D20. Nine and I barely put the sigils in order just in time for us to escape out of hell. Then we quickly helped one destroy the portal so the demons couldn't get through. But now I needed to figure out a way to get Giorgio back to his body. We decided that we needed some help before we should attempt to go back into hell. So we cleared the rubble from the Ludus's vault. Though I'm not really sure what got into one because she started to show a little attitude towards me. She's lucky I'm choosing to think that maybe she doesn't know who I am and giving her the benefit of the doubt for now. Anywho, I was quickly distracted by all the gold in the vault, which caused my trap checking skills to not work so well. And when I jumped into that beautiful pile, I triggered a trap I didn't notice and made the whole ground sink. The good news is we were able to recover some chests with goodies and Miles filled my bag with a whole lot of gold. I think I'll be putting in a good word for him to my family for that. Then we headed back up to the arena and one of Nine's eyes started flickering purple and flashing lights as they approached the Boogala statue. One then asked Nine to touch an opal with her. Then they touched the statue together and everyone turned to stone around us. Oh boy, what have we done now? I'm glad you're here because now we're really alone. Well... Let's find out what happens next. It's dead silent. The statues crumbled before you, and everything's turned to stone. Oh, no. Kemley just looks at everybody, and her eyes are big and wide. Why didn't we turn to stone? I am uncertain but there must be a reason. What did you do? I didn't do anything. But one was responsible for this. Exactly. And I'll just look around. (laughs) (laughs) He's also a tin man. Is the opal still in one's hand? Correct. The opal is still in one's hand. And it's still glowing. You can almost see like a a bit of a shimmer, like there's there's sparks of energy that are flashing through the opal in one's hand. Oh, nine! You should grab that. Grab the opal. I will. In a few moments. Camille's uh, uh. jumping up, trying to grab it. Uh. <laughs> oh, too high. If she gets close, I'll grab it. But <laughs> if she's not trying to, if she's not close to getting it, I'll just let her keep jumping. It's, it's a little on the high side. Yeah, you can make a deck. Give me a dex check if you want to try and grab it. Let me try one more time. 14. 
So you reach out to try and grab it and you bump your head on the back side of the hand. And it's solid stone. It does not feel good. Can oh. I do a, an arcana check to see if I can figure out what happened? Sure. Ten. You have no clue. You've never seen this before. You do remember the very strange vision that you had when you touched the stone for the first time. And there's a flash of multiple stones. And you do know that for some odd reason, it does correlate with the seven towers. I'll grab it. You reach out and grab it? Yes. Give me a constitution saving throw, please. 24. So you guys watch as nine reaches out and touches the opal. There's a big flash and you can almost see clouds start to form around nine from above. And the clouds are looming and building and building. It starts getting really, really dark and dense. You can feel the humid and the moisture in the air as it starts building around you and it starts to rain. Splat, splat, splat. Then harder and harder and harder and stronger. And then you start hearing the rolling sound of thunder in the clouds and you see flash, flash, flash. And then thunder crashes down onto the ground right next to Nani. Then another bolt and another bolt of lightning hitting, 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 hitting over and over. And one finally hits nine and you see the opal spark and it's a blinding flash of light. Oh, what was that? And nine is gone. Oh, shit. Oh, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> What's nine. going on? Is the rain still going on or is it just gone as fast as it came? It's still pouring. Was it concentrated on him or just giant? Oh, no, it's everywhere. It's okay. it's pouring. Like It's starting to create a little puddle of rain everywhere. All right. You noticed before that there wasn't really a lot of weather in the arena, and now all of a sudden there is weather. It's very strange. This is new. Like, you can actually feel the wind. Before, you would fly up above, and you felt like there was some, something preventing you from going further. But as you look with your moth eyes, you do see that you can see further than you ever have before. And you can actually see the sun dimly through the clouds like you've never seen it before. Huh. Did the opal disappear with nine? No, the opal's still there. So it's just laying on the ground? It's still in the hand of one. So as soon as he touched it, this happened? Oh, okay, he didn't even gone. pick it, okay. Nine, you're somewhere else. You're no longer here. You don't know where you are, but you're seeing something that you've never seen before. You're seeing bits and pieces of metal and it starts to look vaguely familiar to you. Eventually you see a leg and you see a torso and you see an arm and then you see what appears to be you, your head, but it's all in pieces. There's wires dangling out of it. There's bits and pieces of wood and other pieces of metal that are all attached and, and gnarled together. And you see a very large male, but it doesn't quite look like a male. Nothing like you've ever seen. You've seen dwarves that were large and, and burly, but not like this. This male was even more robust, almost majestic with this purplish beard that crackles with lightning. The eyes flash with thunder. I want one that's different, not just another killing machine. Well, what is their purpose? I know, I know, to kill, but I want to make this one different. Hmm. 
Let me see what elements I can add in precise quantities. And this giant hammer comes out. Cling, cling, cling. Pieces of the head are now molded a little bit better because it was lopsided. And you're starting to see your own face being chiseled with this hammer. Let's place some pieces of earth here and there. Oh, 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 add some puffs of air inside there. That would work very well, yes. You're wasting your time. Shush! I am... Tired. <laughs> Just kidding. Quit bothering me, I'm almost done. Put some water in there. Ooh, let's pour some lightning from the jar. Yes. Give me the things that I need to forge the best creation. The Nine. And then there's darkness. And silence. And then you hear... Hello, Nine. Welcome to the mainframe. Hello. Do you not recognize me? I am uncertain. We shared so many tender moments. Do I see anything? You see blackness. Just pure void. And as you start looking a little bit closer, you start seeing like bits of light that are going faster and faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. And, faster. and it almost seems like you're traveling in a tube-like fashion over and over and over again. And you start going to another area and then you just see billions upon billions upon trillions of zeros and ones and zeros and ones and zeros and ones and zeros and ones and they're flashing and you see a blonde a brunette a redhead and then it flashes again and you just see more zeros and ones zeros and ones and zeros and ones and eventually the zeros and ones kind of turn into like this greenish bluish purplish color and then you see what would likely be an avatar of one hello one what have you done i System processing. Data corruption incomplete. Defragmentation, 45%. Error, error. Must go to seven towers. Seven towers. Error, error. Must go to seven towers. Seven towers. Error, error. Must go to seven quieter and quieter and quieter and quieter and then you guys see another flash lightning and thunder roll and you see the lightning flash down and hit the gem and another bright light and there is nine with an opal gem embedded in his forehead oh what happened where did you go i do not know but I'll touch my forehead Feel, you feel this embedded thing. It gives you energy. I cannot see this. Bovin, what is what is in my head? It seems to be some kind of gem. I don't know what to make of it, Tin Man. It looks pretty. Can I remove this? I'll, I'll try. I'll just lightly pull on it to see if it hurts. It, it's like it, it's almost like you are lightly pulling on your finger or lightly pulling on your toe. So it's permanently attached. As it's far as you can tell. It's part of you, yes. Okay. What happened? I do not recall. I was taken somewhere, and now I'm here with this gem in my head. 
didn't see anything or hear anything where you were? One second. Ah, yes. Seven Towers. I don't know what that means, but I feel that we should find Seven Towers. Are we familiar with the Seven Towers? I mean, other than, you know, you've heard about Seven Towers rising on all over Avalonia. That is common knowledge now, but you don't know anything other than that. Anyone know of Seven Towers? No, and who told you that we should go to the Seven Towers? In my, I would assume, a dream, I was told that I needed to go to Seven Towers, or find Seven Towers. You don't know who told you, though? Because that matters. I'm not going to go anywhere just because someone we don't trust has told you. The rain is picking up. The arena is starting to flood. I frantically look around for Radisker. You don't see Radisker in the dirt? That you can see now. Shuffle around with my beard. <laughs> you feel a little bite. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're okay, Radisker. Comes out, he's wearing a bathrobe, he's got curlers in his hair. <laughs> he's got a long toothbrush. He's pointing it up at you, just screaming. Look at him and what do you make of this? He shrugs, goes back to the beard. Right. He's in one of those moods. Well, I'm going to swim here in a, in a second, so I think we should get moving. Yeah, it's about, uh, first it was about six inches. Now we're getting close to a foot of water and it's just pouring. Just more and more clouds are rolling in. It's it's thundering, and you can tell that uh, it's probably not the best spot to be as this arena slowly fills up. Where do we go? Is there an exit? Anywhere but here. Yeah, what do know. we see? Do we see... Miles, could you well, fly I mean, up and find us an exit? I mean... I mean, this is what we see, right? Just a blank area? Well, you, you're in the arena. Right. Yeah, so you can, you can you scroll down a little bit. Like. You've been here in the arena many times, so okay. you know everywhere about this. You can go to either one of the uh, individual Ludus's if you want to, or you can venture out into the rest of Bugalus. You guys can you can show the rest of the map, right? Kind of squeeze yeah. it down a little bit um, because you guys have pretty much been everywhere here. You right. can you can guess or decide where you want to go in Bugalus. And I, uh, which one? Should we go to the Thunder one, considering this? Thunder and rain and clouds. I do not disagree. All right, let's go. Sounds good. I want to fly up and over to it and see if I see any movement around town. Okay, so while you start flying up, um, you're noticing that the hair on the uh, back of your carapace is standing up a little bit. And as you get higher and higher, you can actually feel and smell the ozone. And then you're just seeing lightning start striking as you get higher and higher up. Do you want to continue flying up? Does it seem like... It's getting closer and closer to me as I go higher. As you go higher, you're noticing that there's a bigger smell of ozone in the air, something that you've never smelled before. It's very unique to you. But as you get up, you notice that there's like a, a charge in the in the air. And you're welcome to keep flying up, though, if you'd like. Am I at least height with the top of the arena? You're getting close to the top of the arena. Do you see yeah, I'm Gog? Gonna, I'm going to go at least over it. I'm not you're going to try and go over it? Yeah. Okay, uh, give me a dexterity saving throw for me, please. Oh, boy. Dirty 20. So you only take half damage. All right. Is that a second character sheet I see over there, Jeremy? (laughs) (laughs) He gave so many warnings. He did. (laughs) (laughs) What's Miles' intelligence? Or wisdom? (laughs) 
we'll see you take uh, 12 points of, oh, uh, okay. of lightning damage as you climb a little bit higher. Um, you'll notice more and more lightning is starting to get closer as you get closer and closer to the top of the arena. And as you look over, you can actually see beyond the wall now, which is very strange. You could not see that before. There's almost like it was a, a shimmering thing, but you can see just desert for miles past mm. the past the actual area of the city. And as you climb up a little bit more, give me another dexterity saving throw. We're continuing to climb. Yep. There's a roll of 19. That's uh, 17 points of lightning damage. You should keep climbing. Do we see him getting hit? Yeah, you're just seeing like, you're just seeing like, uh, it's starting to smell like moth and ozone. Like, like one of those <laughs> like moth distance. catcher things with a light bulb in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's head over to that, to the uh, Thunder House. So I'm, I'm so heading. So you, you, you do I'm eventually get up and over, and you can see, you know, the thunder, the House of Thunder. And as you're looking, I'll give you a perception check. Now there's like a lot of rain. Give it with disadvantage because it's, it's very difficult. With disadvantage, well, it's very difficult to see. Ten with disadvantage. Okay, yeah. Well, even at, at this, you can just see silhouettes of things in the streets that are not moving, mm. all scattered around. There's a couple things that are laying on their side, but you can't really make out what those things are. Okay. Are you going to continue flying over? Yeah, I'm going to go over the wall. Okay, so you you managed to go over the wall and give me one more dexterity saving throw. That one. Oh. Is that against your card? No. No, oh, okay. Are you two still just standing in the out there? No, we were walking. Oh, okay. We were walking towards it, so we're going to find Miles dead. You take 32 points of lightning damage. Yeah, I'm down. So you guys watch as this moth is climbing, climbing, and then for whatever reason, there's a flash of light and a, and a zap sound and the smell of dying bug. <laughs> Um, yeah. as I see him up. How many? Can, let's see how many feet. Can I run to catch him? Well, he's on the opposite side of the wall. So you're seeing this thing now, kind of just like doing this weird, death like flop death spiral, as he comes back down the ground. And you don't? Do you have your your egg? Is it back? I believe so because I don't have it written down that I used. It's used. Did you guys rest? I don't think you rested. We did. Rested and then died. you died. You, you did with hell and you did not die when you were in hell. All right, yeah. So you watch as he starts like doing this death spiral and then all of a sudden kind of shakes out of it with one hit point. Yeah. And uh, wakes up from whatever that is. Give me a deck save to see if you actually manage to catch yourself flying in a death spiral. Your wings are all wet now and you're a moth. So you know that doesn't end well. 12. 12. 12. You, you land on the ground, take six points of damage, so you're unconscious. Yep. But at least you're not dead. <laughs> <laughs> on the opposite side. And you guys eventually, five minutes later, managed to, heading in the same direction, you managed to see this now moth, unconscious moth boy drowning in his own water. Uh, pretty much dead. It wouldn't be five minutes, probably be about uh, a few rounds. Let's see. Let's see how you do. Give me your first death save. Plus constitution? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's just a roll D20. It's just a straight roll. Straight roll. Yeah. A straight roll? Yeah. yeah, straight roll. That'd be a six. All right. So one fail. Roll two more. Let's see if they make it in time. Nat 20. Oh, you're automatically back with one hit point. You lucky, lucky. Share <laughs> <laughs> <Jeremy. laughs> 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> You're laying there, mouth is filling with water, almost on death's door, and somehow you just hear this. Not yet, my pretty. I shall bring you up. We shall bring you up. For we are the same. We are one. We are together. Have some of our energy. And you feel this cold, dark energy fill you, and you wake up with one hit point. Coughing some green blood. <laughs> when will we learn to not explore by ourselves in Joseph's game? <laughs> he got ample warning. When yeah. will we learn is a great episode title. Just yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, do you have your thing up? Your no. Robot? Okay. Eventually get to him. Yeah, he's at one hit point. He can't really stand very well. He's slipping. He's going on four, all six. Yeah, I wouldn't try to stand up. I'd just be like, oh, he's leaning. Oh. He's just leaning on, on two of his, his four legs or four four limbs trying to stand up just a little bit or sit up. Get this man some old clothing. Stat. Miles appears to be suicidal. <laughs> I mean, what we witnessed is pretty crazy, so. He is becoming a liability. <laughs> I pick him up and carry him. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> we, we head to the Thunder <laughs> oh, I didn't see anybody. And as you guys are walking, you're noticing that there are some orc statues everywhere. A couple of them are tipped over like they were running, and they're broken into pieces, laying in rubble, as you guys make your way to the House of Thunder. Do you see Gog up there? No. Oh. The, the rain's too thick. And as you guys are sloshing your way to the House of Thunder, like the rain is picking up even more and they're starting to roll in. It's one of those desert rains where it starts flooding quite a bit. And, you know, it's not like they have the type of waterways that we have here. So the, the, the rain is starting to build up more and more, almost like the city wasn't prepared for this, like it was protected by something to prevent this from happening. And you guys are starting to notice that like the threshold of the uh, House of Thunder the, the water starting to get up to the door. You, Camly, starting to get to like your neck. <laughs> I'm starting to do the breaststroke. <laughs> I'm aboard. <laughs> Just a pack meal for you guys. <laughs> so you climb your way up, you're soaking wet on this really nasty smelling oh, oh. barbarian oh. cow fur. It smells like wet dog. Yeah. It smells worse than wet dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's permeating as you're trying to climb up, and then there's Miles on the other side, just kind of laying there. Burnt there's a little moth bit of smell. Burnt moth smell with a little bit of green blood, like still dripping down one side of his mouth. I think I'd rather take my chances in the water. <laughs> and eventually, you guys get to the uh, House of Thunder. You open up the door, and there's a slosh of water as you're trying to pull on the door and open it, and you make your way inside. And then as you slam the door shut, it's nice and dry in here. His name is Thorak, right? Is that how you pronounce his name? Orak. Orak. Sorry, Orak. my apologies. Well, I see that Thorak's taste in decoration isn't very well good. <laughs> I look around. Do I see anything? Do you mean Orak? Oh, yeah, that's right. He, <laughs> I never remembered his name. All I remember is breaking his knee once. <laughs> Boven, that started us on a spiral of... Disappointment and chaos. What? You shouldn't oh. be proud of that fight. Vaguely remembering it now. 
Because <laughs> I remember I lost my memory. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Camley starts looking around. Yeah, so it, it looks like a, a typical Ludus area. There's a table full of food, and there's an area where there's like a little desk study, and you can see the a book that's opened up. And as you inspect the book, you can see that this is the Book of Buga, where it talks about the Thunder God and some religious rhetoric. Uh, as you look around more into the House of Thunder, there's no one moving. It's dead silent. You start looking a little bit closer and you notice that there's like a frozen mouse. It's also turned to stone. Hmm. Was one's room in here? Uh, like, one's room is actually uh, outside of the, the main house into the courtyard. So they have like this beautiful courtyard where one has her uh, her like uh, artificer table set up in the in the main Ludus. Let me go ahead and switch maps so you can look at it better. Well, I don't see anything of interest around here other than a book and a hmm. stone mouse. What's a book? Remember, I already told you about right. this. Right. Sorry. <laughs> it's got words in it. I think we should investigate what one's words? room. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Any any objections? We can. I'm gonna make a sandwich off the food that is here really quick, and I don't know about you, but I'm pretty hungry. Yeah, it's it's lots of chicken. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> there's some beef. No, there's some beef and, and chicken. Um, there's there's also some fruits and vegetables too. I just grabbed something to eat and feed Radisker a little bit and then mosey. Radisker starts ravaging the chicken. Yeah, grabs a big old chicken leg. Just a couple seconds to grab some food. I'm okay with that. I have no I'm, objections, but I'm pretty hurt, so I don't want to get into any scuffles. So you make your way out to the courtyard of the Thunder Ludus, and you notice that it's covered in water. It's completely flooding out. It's outside, and the rain is just pounding down, but you can see the table. For some strange reason, the table with all the artificer stuff on it is untouched. Um, you don't see any any area where nine could be, or one could be sleeping nine, but you can look around to see if there's maybe like a quarters in this area. Yeah, I just want to just investigate and look for Yeah, so give me an investigation that... check, see if you can find a, a place that one might hang out. 22. Oh, yeah. So without too much issue, you kind of just look around quickly, even with all the rain that's pouring. You notice that there's uh, a couple doors in the back. There's one that's uh, ornately carved in cogs and different shapes that replicate some sort of like metal, some sort of building, which intrigues you. So you decide to open up that door and it's locked. Okay. I'll just pick it. I'll use my thieves tools. To pick all right. Uh, give me uh, your luck picking. Is that a skill? Yeah, well, for you, it'd probably be your... Are, are you proficient in lockpicking? I am. Okay, so it's your proficiency plus your dexterity modifier if you don't have a skill assigned to it. I think only thieves have skills assigned to it. 27. 27? Yes. So you notice that this lock is actually uh, magical. As you're messing with it, you notice there's some arcane symbols and runes and you start using your lockpicking skills and you notice that and you start canceling out those runes and sigils using your skills as a, a lockpicker. And eventually you do manage to open up the door and there is this very, very ornately carved, beautiful room with a whole bunch of brass and different types of copper and metal. The bed is made out of solid metal. There's no like comfort. 
and the there's a nice dresser and then there is a nice little desk with a quill and a little ink pot with uh, some notes that are scribbled on there and it looks like a, a very lived in room do you want to go in and Absolutely. I want to search the entire room, read every paper that I can read. So you pick up some of the, the papers and they're... Go ahead and give me an Arcana. That's high too. Yeah. 20... Something. High 20s. Okay. So w without too much effort, you can actually see that these are spells. They're the beginnings of spells. They're not actually like fully written spells. So uh, bits and pieces of the spell, kind of like coding, you just see pieces of it missing like it's not fully done yet and there was one spell in particular that had a image of an opal almost identical to the one now trapped into your forehead and then you just see scribblings of like little tiny notes of opal is the key and then there's another as you're flipping through it then you see like these really beautiful drawings of like this tower that has uh like lightning on the tower um, the symbol of like, you know, the, the lightning symbol, lightning bolt on it. And you see, you know, pictures of like lightning drawn, like like it's pulling it toward the tower and this very, very well drawn image, uh, almost like a printer drew it. And <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really well done. And as you're like kind of flipping through it, you, you kind of see that there are pieces of this and there's another uh, jot that says seven towers, question mark. And then you start breaking it down and trying to read in the arcane language of mages. And it just basically talks about elements. There are several elements that all coincide with each other that require magic in order to function. It requires these elements as its raw energy. And one of the elements that associates with this particular tower is lightning. And the key to that tower is this opal gem. And there was, uh, you know, spark, question mark, Buga, also key, question mark, and all these little, like, just jots of information that are written in our arcane language. Um, some of them are jumbled. They don't make a lot of sense. Uh, like, they're a rush in a hurry. And a lot of them are just images and pictures of different forms of the tower. And then as you're flipping through it, uh, because you rolled so high, you're actually noticing as you flip through it, it actually looks like a picture book. And you see, as you're flipping, you see like something walking toward the tower with the opal in hand, and then they're pushing it onto the door, and then the tower ends up, the page fades away. You don't see what happens after that. And there are all these just little scribbles and things. Um, so that's what's on the desk. Do you actually want to like search inside the desk too, or? Yes, the drawers, everything. I'm turning the place inside out. Okay, so searching in the drawers, you're finding all sorts of little artificer tools. So if you want to restock on some of your artificer tools, you can. You find uh, a nice little hand cannon. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's fully crafted, but there are sigils on it. You find some, what appears to be some strange black powder, and then a, a scribble that says, fire beware. And then you find just random little odds and ends of gems and other things, knickknacks. Interestingly enough, you find a drawing of you tucked away in one of the drawers underneath, like in a little secret compartment. There's a picture of you fully drawn. And you're a little bit different though. You have seven gems in your forehead. And there's a big question mark. And then there's another question mark, another question mark, another question mark, over and over and over again, all over this image. And it's just like, the image is like scribbled. Like, like there's a perfect image of you and then outside there's this big scribbled black mess over and over and over again. And all these question marks all around it over and over. And then you flip on the backside of the image and it says, 
is he my one? Question mark. And we'll find out next time on all these. Oh, oh lame. What a sweet love note. <laughs> is it a love note? I don't know. Anyway, so what do you guys want to name it? Do you want to stick with a suggestion or do you want to name it something else? What was that suggestion? When will we learn? When will we learn? <laughs> Perfect. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So that's what we'll use for this episode and uh, Felicity. You can find us at alld20.com. You'll see a place to buy our merch. You'll can grab some dice. You can learn about our character bios. We have our social media up there as well. And speaking of social media, we have two groups on Facebook. No Red Caps Allowed is a private group where we kind of uh, do some insider talk. And then we also have a meme group. So come on by Facebook and check us out. We're also on Instagram at forward slash all underscore D20. Same with Twitter. And uh, you can find me on Instagram at Felicity at, or all D20 underscore Felicity M. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> Josh. You okay? Yeah. <laughs> you can find me uh, under Count Joshua on both Instagram and Twitch. Carl? On Instagram at nine underscore tries. And Jeremy. At Magthar on Instagram. And DM Joseph. You can find me at all D20 underscore Joseph or Joseph underscore all D20. One may or may not be a mimic. Also, please guys check out aldi20.com. It literally has all of that information that Felicity was mentioning. It has our, our Twitter stuff. It has our Instagram stuff. It has our Facebook stuff. It has the groups. It has all of that fun stuff. And it's definitely worth your time. If you are all caught up with the show, check out. There's a couple different groups you can check out. Check out Bedtime Fairy Fails, and you can check out Grimm's Tavern. Both awesome groups. Yes. We, we do a lot of stuff and collaborate together. And they're fun to listen to. And I highly, highly recommend. I also want to uh, say that there's a birthday today. Um, and this is for a member that isn't actually on the show, but somebody that does a lot of work for us. He is the one that handles all of our audio and makes sure that it sounds as pristine as it does, all the new sound effects and everything else. So Archimedes, we are going to sing you happy birthday. Yes. Oh. So, sir, happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Archimedes. Happy birthday to you. Thanks so much, man. We really appreciate you doing all the sound stuff for us. It's phenomenal. We are huge fans. Definitely. Um, Thank you. If you guys want your sound stuff to sound this good, you should go check out Tomato Labs on Instagram. Go message Archimedes. He's worth every penny. Definitely want to do that. And without further ado, game, game on. And now for a patron-only content. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect... Uh...